Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Sweet. So, um, thank you everyone for coming into the second webinar, Get to the Point series. Uh, we have a very special person here. It's not every day we get a two-time Olympian and two-time uh, World Cup competitor joining us. So, thank you so much, uh, Jenny Vindham, for being here. No worries. Thanks for having us. So, where are you right now? So, you are, you are in the beautiful isolation, are you? Yes, I am in New Zealand, the beautiful New Zealand, not the beautiful isolation. So <laughs> landed in Auckland and about 10 minutes later, it felt like 10 hours. They told us we're flying you to Christchurch. So you heard this uh, across the plane. So yes, in Christchurch, same scenery every day. Uh, not a lot yeah. happens here at the Christchurch airport at the Novotel in Christchurch, but uh, okay. it's, it's good. I'm in New Zealand, so no complaints. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time you came back to New Zealand? So it's been over two years, so uh, I'm glad to be back. My family has been here since August. Uh, I have a 15-year-old son, so we felt it was important for him to have opportunities to try to be a normal 15-year-old, but um, he's yeah. been pretty amazing. He's uh, been doing online schooling back in America, so 4.30 up every day doing school and uh, playing, playing footy here. So that's all we want to do, right, is play footy. So he's here and loving it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, for a lot of people that are tuning into this, uh, a lot of female soccer athletes, and they all have aspirations of becoming a professional. And, you know, you've completely done A to Z, you know, whatever you can think about going to college or becoming a professional, you've done that. And for those that, you know, don't know Jenny, she was one of the most amazing goalkeepers um, and is now a really amazing coach. Um, she played over 70 games for New Zealand. Um, and your, your journey has hasn't been as simple as other people you know you've you've gone to college and then you've gone out of college and then you've you've worked and then you got into it i know we spoke a little bit about your past but not many people you know know the whole journey do you mind sharing how you got into it yeah i mean i was um a multi-sport athlete and um back you got to realize I'm, I'm probably older than most people think so i graduated from high school in, in 91 so off to college, I went with my twin sister and um, I was a three sport athlete at division two level, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Not a lot of people, especially today, but back then played three sports. There were a couple dual athletes, but, but not, not the three. So I played um, soccer, basketball and tennis um, and got a little bit burned out, um, told my parents they'd never pay for my education, which was a pretty big uh, thing to, to say back then and even now. But um, joined the Coast Guard, uh, did that for four years and got the GI Bill. I come from a military family, so that wasn't too too out of the blue for me to do that. I always wanted to to serve and give back, and I think that's kind of my my mentality and who I am as a person is always wanting to serve and give back. Um, and then from there, I went to Lewis University where I met my husband, Grant, who played uh, volleyball there. He was also on the New Zealand national team for many, many years. Left um, there while I was there, I worked for the in, in in the states in Chicago. The school I went to was called Lewis University. It was a small Jesuit school up in Chicago. Um, great, great education, and and very excited to have graduated from there. Great opportunity, which aligned me working with 
a great organization um, with the Chicago Bulls and White Sox. So I was working with them as an intern during the Michael Jordan era and um, worked, worked under that umbrella uh, of people and learned heaps and went to um, New Zealand after getting married. And, and from there I worked with uh, Nike New Zealand and uh, an opportunity came up to play for the ferns and um, I didn't I didn't hesitate but but jumped at it and and I guess the rest is kind of history I it set me up for the successes that I've had I, I competed in two two world cups and two olympics and like you said I had multiple caps for New Zealand and very very proud uh kiwi I call myself a kiwi can or a merry wee but identify mostly as a kiwi since that's where I spent most of my adult life so we love that absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's kind of me i mean there were ups and downs along the way but i think you know as i spoke with you earlier i think it's really important that we you set yourself up for for different different paths i think we all see the peak of where we want to go but um you know it's, you're going to take a different route to someone else and as long as you're aligning um what your values and beliefs are i think you're all going to get to where you want to where you want to be um yeah i just have to yep and so so opportunities will come. You just got to be brave enough, right? You just got to be yeah. brave enough. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I work with so many athletes that are, you know, even 14 years old. And when I speak at high schools, I say, you know, what do you want to do? And they said, I want to be a professional athlete. That's their dream. And there's so many different ways that people can do that. You know, I've heard of people, um, you know, just going and trying becoming a professional right away. But I guess, the risk of that is if you do get injured, you know, what have you got to fall back on? And what I really, you know, was really intriguing speaking with you, Jenny, was the fact that, you know, you got an education, you came back to New Zealand, you worked for Nike, which is awesome. And then you then pursued a professional pathway. Like, how did you, how did you get into becoming a pro? Like who uh, contacted you? How did that all happen? Yeah, my path was a little bit different. I think at that time when uh, I had played for the national team with John Herdman, and one thing that he con continually preached to me was to get your license, to keep getting your your badges, so that you could progress from coaching, from playing to coaching, or or doing that. I did coach education while I was playing. I just always wanted to be involved in the game, so I I took his advice, and and that that set me up to to where I am today on the coaching realm, but I think the, the professional playing was um, taking opportunities, getting seen, um, talking to as many people as possible. And, and as, as Kiwis, um, very well respected globally, people aren't intimidated or they, they look for Kiwis. They want Kiwis to go and play. Like if you talk to college coaches, when they see a New Zealander, they know that you know, you give them internet, a pillow and a blanket, and they're pretty much happy where uh, that's how we're viewed in, in the uh, realm of things where you're not a needy, needy person. They know you're going to get your task done. You're going to do what you do. And I think that that's what I had in the professional thing. I, I was picked up by Sky Blue FC back in the day. I was playing for them. I signed a contract with them. And then I realized for me that being there was a little bit I had a son and a husband back in New Zealand. So I called John up and said, hey, like, this is cool, but not really me. And that's when I came back and played in the first division men's team at um, Hibiscus Coast. So I did that for seven years and then other opportunities came up to play pro, but I, I stayed stayed around in New Zealand. But um, yeah, so I think 
I think for me, it was the opportunities are there. And, and you, if you can play soccer and travel the world, I think what we're seeing now is that there's way more opportunities. So back back then, there wasn't there was the uh, it was called the WPS, which is now the NWSL. And now there's the W League that started um, huge in Sweden, uh, France, uh, Germany. You can go to Iceland. There's so many places. Mexico is now starting a women's league. You're really seeing a lot of professional teams spending money, especially the EPL. They're putting a lot of money and resources into the program for the women. And, and for the men, I mean, you can, you can be a pro and, and playing, you know, first division down to third division and get, and making a, de- a decent wage. Um, so that's, that's important too. That's awesome. And so, you know, after going through your professional career and then looking back on it now, now you're involved in, you know, college coaching. You've coached at UCLA. You're on the coaching staff for them. Now you're the Division One head women's coach at Loyola Marymount University, which is extremely well known. And I've been to that campus. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I can't wait to come there in the future sometime soon. And, you know, you're working with a lot of athletes now that have aspirations of becoming professional. Um, do you think that, you know, going to college definitely puts them on a bigger stage in terms of being seen by professional scouts? Do you have many scouts that contact you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know a few. I've helped a few players, not only from UCLA, but other universities as a contact. I think that there's, there's like I said, there's opportunity. Um, it's out there um, for many people to play. And I think it's about, you know, getting, knowing that's what you want to do and then doing everything you can to, to get there. So you'll have players that are on the bench at UCLA where if they were chosen a better school where they were going to get quality minutes, uh, education, and, and then they could set themselves up to go overseas and play. So I think we don't really understand the landscape in, in America or, or what you need to do to get there. So it's about finding um, one, you want to play for someone who has a, um, your style of play that's going to suit you. You want to go in and, and you're basically in a relationship with that coach for four years with that program. So, you know, as as someone who sets kids up, you don't want them to go into a relationship with somebody right. that they don't want to be with. So it's important that you guys align yourself with whoever is going to help you to get to that next pathway of, of playing and professionally. I think you have to set yourself up too that, you know, there's, there's players and people out there that um, are going to help you but it's really important that you are doing the background work and i think we all think we want to be pros but proven is that you don't really succeed or be at your full potential till your mid-20s and then you have this short window so college in my opinion sets you up not i think there are some players that are ready for it but let's be honest this is the time that you're going to grow as a person you're going to discover who you are um and you're going to be able to make mistakes in an environment where you're not going to be like having you didn't pay your bill of, of your apartment. And now you're being asked to leave because you're in Germany and you didn't understand what language the landlord was talking to you. You're in college and all that's set up for you. And that's why I think it's so important that you can go away, be be in a safe environment in the collegiate game, still getting exactly what you need. And then you can go to the pro or you go to the pro and then you you're done with that and then you're left with where where's your education and i think with the collegiate coming to america or going to australia or going wherever you can where you can have that education plus play soccer is a win-win and set you up for future success of you as a person uh, professionally professionally as an occupation or professionally playing the game so absolutely and like you know one thing that i do 
uh, respect about college, one of the many things I respect about college is that, you know, you're, the kids that come into college are like 17, 18 years old. They're still very young and they haven't matured right then to be, you know, self-dependent. Some of them do rely on you. And like, you know, you're basically their second mother when they're, when they're there, you know, you help them out, you, you guide them and they need that guidance. And one thing I do like is that athletes can come there, they can start the education and then develop. And then if they want to go and go to, you know, leave like Joe Bell, for example, that wanted to leave and go professional right away. He went to Virginia uh, for one year. Then he wants to leave to go on a pro contract. The college would always take them back <laughs> to finish their education. And this happens in other sports. There's a yeah. great tennis player called Cameron Norrie um, from Bucklands Beach in Auckland. And, you know, he's now under the Great Britain umbrella, but went to TCU for one year, absolutely crushed it. And then was good enough to go pro, use the resources on campus went on a professional tour and then TCU said, you guys can come back whenever you want. It looks good for the college. So um, it's a win-win. Yeah, a lot of colleges, just, just so you're aware, and that's something to ask in the recruiting process, is a lot of colleges set up that if you go in and you complete one year of your, so this is what's really important about this, is that you have to be in good academic standing with your first year of, of um, playing. So that's two semesters or four quarters. Right. That you are have a, a positive GPA, so you're eligible to play in the NCAA, and then they will then pay for it. So UCLA, for example, has, it's not a one and done program. They, they set it up because so many players in football and basketball, men's especially, have come there, do their one year, and then they go play in the professional, and then they come back and finish their degree, and their scholarship is still honored. So there are there are programs like that at different universities that it's set up for you to, to do that, and that's a really good question that you should be asking the university if yeah, you want to be a pro. Like, as you said earlier, there are some athletes that are good enough that can go and go out and try and become professional right away. You know, there's there's a small percentage of those athletes that can. Um, but what, what I worry about as a recruiter is seeing athletes looking at the peak, as you said earlier, uh, you know, wanting to go professional. Um, and then they sign a contract with a club. Now, as soon as you sign a contract with a club, you can never play college anymore because you haven't gone there, you haven't started, and it's a violation of the NCAA rules. And so, you know, someone that um, has gone through something like this is actually my younger brother. I've used this example before. He's a professional tennis player. He's one of the top players in New Zealand right now. But, you know, looking back, a lot of his mates that are currently playing at Wimbledon and US Open went to college. They got a degree. And so, you know, I asked him the other day, would you, if you could wind back the clock, would you go to college? He said, absolutely. You know, why not? I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> so only the game. And so like some of the players in your team, you, you mentioned to me like when we were talking a while ago that, you know, you've got some under 20 representatives from around the world. Could you talk to us a little bit about some of the girls that you're currently looking after? Yeah. So one of the girls we're currently looking after is um, Mia Villegas, and she is the captain of the U20 women's national team. Unfortunately, the women's tournaments have been been canceled for FIFA uh, upcoming. So she's had to kind of readjust. But for her, we, and that's another question you have to ask is, is we allow, I allow, I understand what it means to play for your country and to be an international athlete. So that is the, that's the pinnacle, right? If you can play for your country that you ask any pro player, they, they want to play for their country. They want to play in that World Cup. That means more than winning the club championship or, you know, it's, it's up there. It's one of the pinnacles. So for, 
for us, we we do everything we can to support her. I'm in constant communication with 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 Mexico, um, letting her know where she's fitting in and in all aspects from from grades to to her fitness levels to what she's doing. We send them film. We really communicate and try to delve into. And that's one thing that Mia said to me the other day is that I'm always held accountable. I, you know, I want I can't slip because if I slip, everyone's going to know about it. And it's a little bit of pressure for her. But she also says she really enjoys it because that's what she needs to be elite is being pushed to the next level. And that's what we're trying to create at LMU is an environment of, of elitism. And I think that that is what you get in the collegiate game is that you have a sports scientist. We yeah. call them, they're called sports performance here. You have um, a, uh, you know, the team doctor, or you also have the athletic trainer, you have your, your sports psych um, and you have your coaching staff. So you're hitting all four of those corners that are going to help you grow and be the best person you can be, which will then translate into what you do in your relationships or in life and work relationships. So I think it's, it's pretty positive. Absolutely. And I was just checking before someone actually asked a question um, while we're talking. And the question was, um, this person asked, how do you know what kind of playing styles different colleges have? What sort of advice could you give to a prospective student athlete on that? Well, I think you can probably look at their records of that and you can ask the coach, like, what what systems do you play? Um, what what are, you, what are you trying to do through the thirds? If you can start to talk and, and be analyze the game, um, it's hard. Like some depending on where you are, you can probably get footage. You can go back and watch YouTube clips of that of that team playing. And are they just kicking it long and really direct, which some teams do? Some conferences play like that. Um, or are they trying to build key possession? Um, do they have players that are quality on the ball that want to dribble and take people on? Are they putting in these massive big tackles? I mean, you look at a conference like the Pac-12 that UCLA plays in, and then you look at a conference like the um, SEC or ACC, two different styles. Pac-12, they want to keep possession. They, they play a, a, a nicer style of the game which may be the ticky-tacky or they, a possession-based game with there's some flair, they're building up, or you go to the SEC and it's going to be, they're just going to kick the ball as far down the pitch as possible and just hit you as hard as they can. Yeah. More, more of that. that uh, so that's the type of things that you want to play. Do you want to be that player that's hitting the ball down the pitch as long, far as you can over people, trying to turn them up constantly and then running as fast as you can? Or do you want to like play soccer? Do you want to, do you want to play football? Do you want to keep, keep possession and, and try to build through the thirds? And I think it depends on some people like the direct style and some people like, like to play, play the game. And those questions you need to start asking the coach, you're, you're also interviewing them, even though they're showing interest in you and you're trying to get them to, to have this dialogue and, and get a scholarship, I think is, is, often the focus, but the focus should be on, on, on what's going to help you progress. If you really want to be a professional, you want to make sure you're in an environment that's going to allow you to achieve success on the pitch that and off the pitch for you to, to move to advance to the next level. The money is a subsidiary of, of all of that. Absolutely. In my opinion. Yep. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I totally agree with you. And there's a lot of, you know, as I said it before, there's a lot of people that are going to be 15 or 17 that will be watching this. And some of them want to be playing for the fans one day. And, you know, some of the conversations, especially within some clubs in New Zealand, is, you know, not so much leaning on the on the college pathway. Some are saying, you know, go another pathway. Um, being someone that's been on both the professional side and the college side and seeing how both things are and competing at the highest levels in the world, 
for women's soccer. Um, what is your advice to them? Ooh, I think I think I've kind of touched on it. I think it's really understanding what what you're wanting out of of the process and what you want out of a school. So, you if you're going to look at the the collegiate pathway as something that you want to do, then you need to be kind of putting in in different buckets or different silos. And one is you know the coaching staff. Do you relate to them? Do you enjoy talking to them? Do you feel that you're valued and and that you're respected and they understand you as a person and they're going to help guide you in 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 these four years that you're there. Second thing is the players. What are the, what's the team like? What's the dynamics? What's the culture? Is that something I want to be a part of and, and help to contribute to? And then you're looking at school wise. Does it have something that I'm interested in? Is there what am I doing? Because you're you're on the on the pitch and you're training and you're and if you divide up your day, you're you know you're doing half of it soccer or football and half of it is academics and at times one will overweigh the other. So you have to realize I am a student athlete. So is there something that I'm interested in that's going to help me uh, when I return to New Zealand or or professionally when I'm done that I didn't waste my time? So that's another thing you need to look at. You need to look at location. Can I play this game year round? Um, in LA, you can play soccer year round. I mean, it's warmer in LA right now than it is here in Christchurch. So you you have to realize where you're going and do they have facilities? What's the structure, the infrastructure like? Do, you know, academically, do they have a resource that I can get um, um, tutors or there's an academic support team that helps me? Those are key things you need to be looking at. Do they have the weight room? What's the weight room like? What's the, the strength and conditioning sports performance coach like? Do I get like them? Do they have something that's going to help me get better? And it's not about going and being like a, a gridiron player. It's about, do they have the, you know, the resources that are going to help me um, look after my body as far as your regeneration, about your um, injury prevention, about doing everything you need to do to, to be injury free, because that's the key, right? If you want to be a professional, you need to be injury free. Um, and then from there, I think if you're looking at all those different things, you figure out which one you really like, and then you start on the on the money side. I think we, we tend to go, can I get a full ride? Can I get a full ride? And I'll tell you what, those are really, really, really hard to come by. They don't really happen. So yeah. you have to be be prepared. Oh, totally. Full rides, especially with COVID right now. I don't know. No, that does. That yeah, that's the hard thing. <laughs> I think with COVID, everyone needs to understand that every single athlete, this 20, 20, 20, 20, 21 season, so 2020 meaning fall, and then you're 20. 21 is your spring See, so They don't account it for nothing. So everyone from a freshman to a senior is re-gifted a year. So it's like a free red shirt, they call it in, in America and right. the NCAA. So everyone has that. So the player pool has just been like quadrupled. So it's uh, it's it's really hard to to get offers right now, uh, to, to let alone get a roster spot. And, and one thing that's really important is that you can always get more. So if you're willing, and there's a program that you really like and you're willing and to go there, you can always end up getting more money as as you play. So it's it's yeah. not like you have to get it all in, in the one. So absolutely. It's it's a um it's yeah. It's an investment. You're investing in, in yourself, your education yep. and your football. And absolutely. For those that are again. watching this, like GPAs in high school are so important. Like I've been talking with a bunch of coaches this week, like yesterday and this morning, and I've got 
I've had conversations with coaches saying that some students, if they get like a 3.3 out of 4 GPA, they could get up to 20 grand in academic aid. Like, you know, it's so easy if you do the work and if you're 15 and 14 and you're watching this, you know, really take note of that. Um, and you can do the SAT as many times as you want. If you're year 12 in New Zealand or grade 11 in Australia, you know, do an SAT a year before you're about to graduate high school. So you've got time to improve it. Uh, be smart about that. Uh, because some universities have got an ability to stack academic and soccer money as well. Cool. Well, thank you so much, um, Jenny. Appreciate you speaking with us. And I know you're super busy keeping in touch with the girls and keeping them going overseas as well. So I really appreciate your time and look forward to catching up with you hopefully soon um, when, you're out, when you're out of yep. Christchurch. <laughs> Not too long to go. Um, but yep. yeah. I appreciate that, and um, I know that a lot of people are going to get a lot of information out of this, and it's going to be extremely valuable to them. So thank you so much. No worries, mate. Awesome. All the best. Good luck. Cheers. See ya.